You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. It's one of those moments where you're sitting there watching it and it's like, okay, <laughs> I am witnessing history right you now. You know that you're seeing something special. Yeah, this is this is going to take I, over the world. It's so funny that like, because sometimes you feel that way and then like something doesn't catch on. Right. But then once you think it and then you go to the vast world of the internets and you realize everyone feels the same thing. It's oh. Like, what is this connection? No, that was star material that right was. there. That I was. I don't even know. That was waiting how to happen. or why. Yeah. It just is. Everybody loves him. I mean, we need to get him on the show. Well, it's probably too late. He's too big now. He's too big. Damn it. Who who would have thought? Who, I bet he wouldn't have thunk it. A Bone Zone podcast on this network would be great. Hashtag I don't even care. Bone Zone. Yeah, I don't even care what he what he thinks about. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Just just be there. Uh, hello, everyone. <laughs> this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Stillen. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. I want to say this. I apologize for the sound of my voice today. Having a little bit of trouble with it. Um, started uh, not feeling the greatest yesterday, and it it, uh, worked worked its way into today. So fighting through it, powering through, but I'm going to sound like this today. That's just how it is. Uh, it's a little, little grisly. Yeah, not not enjoying it, but uh, going to power through. Um, but we do have a great show for you. We've got a wonderful interview coming up here in just a little bit with Ahmed Barucha, who called into the show. Ahmed is a comedian. He's going to be on uh, Comedy Central, and he's got an album coming out, and he's going to be on Adult Swim, and he's going on tour. Like, he has all these amazing it's things the happening. It's the October of Ahmed. The, the October of Ahmed. Mm. Yep, exactly that. <laughs> and so we interviewed him this morning, so we're going to be playing that interview here in just a little bit, which is going to be fantastic. Um, but yeah, we've got, got a bunch of other stuff we're going to get to. Oh, I do want to say thank you to everyone for going to funemploymentradio.com and clicking on the Amazon link. Oh my gosh, thank we you so do much. We do appreciate that. We do. That is, that is fantastic. It really does make a difference. Like Even <clears throat> though it sounds like we repeat this every day because we do. Yes. Because it does really make a difference. So it does. If, we, if it sticks in your mind and if you're able to do that one extra click, yeah. it means a lot to us. It does. Just mm. one extra click. Maybe, Greg, maybe you can go to funemploymentradio.com, click on the Amazon <laughs> link and get yourself some like throat drops. Yeah, I know. Well, I think just not talking is what I'm going to need to do, but I'll do that later. Not now. I'm yeah. going to talk right, now. Right now, our job is to talk. I, I'm well aware. <laughs> uh, so anyway, what what we were talking about, though, is what happened last night, because it was the second presidential debate, which was Trump and Clinton, just depending on when you're listening to this podcast, obviously, we all know that. Uh, but this guy, Ken Bone, dude, it was it was amazing watching him and just realizing that that is a star being born right there. I have no idea, like, why everybody... Well, I mean, I do know why, because Ken Bone is nothing but magic, and yeah. I believe he looks like he does go by Kenneth. Yeah. I don't think that he's... Like, maybe his, like, best friends call him Ken. Yeah. I don't know if he goes by, like, Kenneth or uh, in life. I don't know. I don't know. The Bone Zone. The Bone Zone is what yes. we're talking about. Well, anyway, so we were all watching, so uh, yesterday was, in fact, my actual... My actual birthday. It feels like your birthday has been going on for weeks and Honestly, weeks at this point. I thought that having a Sunday birthday would suck, but really, um, it, it made it just a full-on weekend-long birthday. Yeah. It was kind of amazing. Yeah. I will not complain about that. I have amazingly wonderful and generous people in my life, and it was, uh, it was a fun weekend. So I'm like, okay, look, it just it felt like a never ending birthday. Yeah, it it does. I, it does feel now. like it's, a it's done. Birthday. I just wanted the yeah, just wanted that weekend. <laughs> it's okay. But yeah, so uh, yesterday ended up hanging out with some friends, uh, watching some movies. Which, by the way, if you have anxiety, I don't recommend going to see the new Blair Witch movie because that was the most stressful thing I think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I, it's been a while since I've been to a movie, but there there was a bunch of us that went to go see this, and I um yeah. 
It's not really for me. It was just, it, it wasn't, I don't even know if I enjoyed it or not. So I'm just saying, like, yeah. I was like, I was so stressed out the entire time. Because it's like, <laughs> I, I haven't been that stressed. Like, not scared. Scared as well, but also, like, stressed just out watching Seriously stressed out. Yeah. So I was, like, so stressed out watching that movie, and it was done. I'm like, I, I remember going to see the first one in the theater, and, you know, it was a big deal when that came out. It was a huge deal. I don't know because, if, like, younger people probably don't remember. Well, that was kind of the start of all of those. Because it was a confusing time, because people actually legitimately thought at some, like, some people thought yeah. it was a real documentary. Well, it was. Because it had never been done that way before. The found footage kind, mm-hmm. of, kind of movie. Yeah. No, it hadn't really been done before. If it had, it, w- did, it certainly didn't take off to the popularity of that. Because, yeah, I remember reading articles about it, like, oh, is it real? You know, it's did that actually happen? Which sounds ridiculous it sounds in totally hindsight. Ridiculous. But it really did happen. Well, I mean, you know, there's a lot of ridiculous things that happened around then. Y2K was also a big concern. Mm-hmm. Um, but They're yeah. Storing up their water bottles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I had a friend actually in college who um, he wasn't really a friend. He was a friend of a friend who was worried about Y2K. And these uh, these friends of friends may or may not have done a lot of acid. Uh, they have. And so this one guy, like, he, w- I didn't really know him very well, but he would show up sometimes. And uh, he was convinced that the world was going to end when the clock struck 2000. I had a couple of friends like that. Yeah. Like peripheral friends, not right. like good That's, that's kind of what this guy yeah, was, exactly. too. And he had some place up in Salem. And uh, he, I guess had built his own spaceship in his backyard and that's what he was going to be he was going to take off this is what he told everybody he's like yeah I built a spaceship in my backyard because when what like that 80s movie with like uh, River Phoenix and no that's an actual space well spoilers the explorers Uh, no yeah I guess kind of like that yeah he built his own spaceship and how did that go for him? I don't know. Never, I never saw him again after 2000. So, are you serious? In all fairness, do you know his full name? Uh, no. At this point, I don't remember. I know my friend that was friends with him. Yeah, I could probably get in touch with him. Although he's some crazy conspiracy nut now too. So I haven't talked to that guy in probably 15 oh, years. So strange that a bunch of people he used to hang out with became crazy conspiracy nuts. Oh, they're like full on conspiracy nuts, though. I'm like a mild one. I like I'm not no, even that big of a conspiracy. No, this nut. guy, and I'm not going to say his name, but he, uh, oh, like, name. no, no, because I, I went to uh, kindergarten with this guy, and then I, and he had went to like uh, grade school for a while, and then he moved away, and then ended up reconnecting with him in college through other friends. And by this point, this guy was. Um, like I'm not talking about like Bigfoot stuff. I'm talking about he was convinced like the FBI's watching me kind of things. Mm. Like paranoia. Like he thought he was sure the FBI was following him. So yeah, he would come to my that, house. If you're still like exposing yourself walking, you know, in front of your, you know, windows in your house, I don't think you're that paranoid. Yet. No, I am not. I am not to that level. No, cuz I remember when he would come down, I had a friend that would invite him down to my house, like whatever, we're having a party. He would make us close all the blinds so that, you know, the FBI couldn't see him when he was inside. And I'm, I'm thinking back about this now. I'm like, wow, we just accepted that as like, oh, well, you know, that's just, we'll call him Jim. That's, that's just, just Jim being Jim. Yep, that's what Jim does. And then it was his friend that was building the spaceship in his backyard. Keep in mind, I did not do acid with them, but they, they were kind of entertaining to watch for a while. Just what they did. They weren't dangerous. They were just strange, strange people. Strange people. Very strange people. Yeah, but he, that's the kind of conspiracy theories. And so his friend was even further than that. Wow. Like building a spaceship in his backyard for, for Y2K. How does one even build a spaceship? Is this something that you I look at online? Know. I mean, I know people build horrible things from things that they find online, but I mean, are there like spaceship built? Like, 
I have Spaceship no idea. Tutorials? There have to be. I find it hard to believe that in your years on this planet, you've never looked up how to build a spaceship. I on don't the know internet. what you think of me. Just because I say that I'm interested in space and UFOs doesn't mean I'm planning on building a spaceship of my own. No, I, I'm not that kind of conspiracy theory. You're lumping me in with all the other crazy conspiracy theory people. I'm not them. I'm just, I dabble. I, I read a little bit. That's all it is. I just dabble in well, a little bit. On the internet, you can actually find NASA blueprints for building your own spaceship, Greg. <laughs> that is, oh, yes, I'm sure that's exactly what it is. NASA mm-hmm. has put out spaceship, uh, spaceship, um, you know, manifests or whatever. Yes. Um, Instruction manuals. It's Greg. being noted in the chat here by Sumon, um, just in the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live, is uh, even if you had a spaceship, where would you go? That's true. Where would you go? Well, I, I'm not building what would a spaceship. You do? You're the one that wants to go and live and colonize Mars with yourself and a bunch of ladies. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. that's that's. I am still volunteering for that. You know, I can do the podcast from Mars. We can do it remote. And uh, I will, uh, yeah, when I become the ruler of Mars. That's pretty much what that's, that's about. When you become the ruler of Mars. Yeah, well, that's what I kind of figure. I mean, they're going to send everybody to Mars. And this is true. We're not going to go down this too much. But Elon Musk has a plan to send people to Mars, to colonize Mars. And so, you are so obsessed with Elon Musk. Dude, Elon Musk does everything. He's the guy. What can't the guy do? You either got to get on board with Elon Musk now or he's going to rule you at some point. I mean, I, I might as well go with him. So I'm, I'm getting on board. I'm signing up for Team Elon. The Elon Musk spaceship train. Yes. Okay. Yep. I, I'm on board. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, if I were to go. Uh, yeah, I'd want to be, you know, I'd want to be in charge. I don't want to go over there and then, what, be the bottom one on the totem pole in Mars? No, that's got to suck. Like, you don't want to go all the way to Mars and travel there and then find out, like, oh, nope, I'm the I'm the, <laughs> I'm the one everybody kicks around. No, you don't want to do that. You want to be in charge. Greg. What? Do you really think that that Mars would be any different than Earth? If you go up there, you'd be like, yes. "I'm, I'm the king." Yes, exactly, exactly. That's mm. that's how it's got to be, you know. That's that's why it, when I sign up, that's how it's gonna that's how it's gonna work. Um, well, anyway, yes. In the '90s, people did think that uh, documentary films, aka uh, Blair Witch, because you ne- had never known any different, right? Yeah, like like it could be possibly true. I remember I lived in C- like well, I lived in Bremerton during that time, but I was in college and I would come back and stay in Bremerton during the summers. Mm-hmm. And I went with some friends to go over to Seattle because they were only like showing it in specific that's, places. That's where I saw it was in Seattle. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we we took the ferry to Paramount Seattle and it was yeah, and it was yeah. so like it was sold out for days. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. such a big deal. It was really hard to get tickets. And then there you know we the internet wasn't popular and I remember um you know, like people talking about how those kids were actually missing. Mm-hmm. And then I remember being fucking actually surprised when I saw that the main girl, which spoiler alert, this is 20. <laughs> spoiler alert, it's not real. Is that yeah. what you're going to do? When I saw the girl was an actress <laughs> and I saw her in something else, I'm like, wait, what the fuck? What? Did, didn't she die in the, in, in the woods? <laughs> like they were actually going to show footage of somebody dying in but- the... We didn't know at that time. Yeah. You did not know. Yeah. Who knows? Because that was also the time during, like, Faces of Death. Oh, yeah. Faces of Death. I remember yeah. watching that. Where it had, you know, like, fake stuff and real stuff together, and you couldn't really tell. I mean, that's just the internet now. That's not anything exactly. for kids. But, yeah, Faces of Death, that was real. We had to, we, somebody got someone to rent a copy, and we snuck it into, like, a friend's house to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was, it was disturbing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was messed I, up. I remember it. Yep. Mm. But, uh... So, anyway, anyway, the new Blair Witch. The new Blair is, uh, Witch. It's more... It's, it's kind of the same, like, shaky, like, mm-hmm. handheld thing. I was 
and my friend Jessica was sitting next to me and we were watching it and we were both just like what the fuck is this like I just kind of wanted it to be yeah. over because it was just it was way too stressful so if that makes it that titillates you if that's something you want to see that's that's Blair Witch and so anyway did that and then I'm like already <laughs> stressed out and so then went to go watch uh, the debates uh-huh. the presidential which I was also stressed out about and then and then my eyes rested upon the most beautiful of all things Kenneth Bone. Kenneth Bone. <laughs> Kenneth Bone. Which I'm sure everybody at this point knows who Ken Bone is. If you've followed anything online, you know he's the guy. I'm taking the... liberties with his name. What? Do you think he does he go by Ken? Shouldn't we call him Kenneth? Don't I don't know. know. I better? see people posting him as Ken. Okay. I mean, I feel like we've gotten to know him now that he's Ken Bone. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Bone. Fine, I'll go with Kenneth Bone. Okay. Kenneth Bone. Uh, at this point, I think everybody's seen him, but it's Kenneth Bone in his red sweater and his mustache. And his glasses, and the entire world became fascinating. He's trending all over the world right now. Oh yeah, Kenneth Bonus, mm-hmm. just from his one little question that he asked. You know, and, and it was, was a, it was a fine question, but that's not the point of it. But it was like an immediate, and it was an immediate connection with him was, because I remember even watching <laughs> after the debates, yeah. watching that red sweater bobble around the the room. Oh yeah, no, because he had a disposable camera that he, he was taking pictures. Disposable camera. And I was thinking about that probably, and I don't know this for sure, but I'm going to guess they didn't allow cell phones in there, most likely. So that's why he had a disposable. But I don't know. Maybe Ken Bones, Kenneth, is the kind of guy that just walks around with a disposable camera. Maybe he is. The, but you were right, though, in posting on Twitter about this. You said, can someone please go as Kenneth Bone for Halloween? You know there's going to be so many Bone costumes. And that is even like, you know, the world going to shit, blah, blah, blah. But to know that we still live in a time where yesterday nobody knew. That's <laughs> at this point yesterday, nobody knew the name Kenneth Bone. Now no. there are going to be thousands of people dressed as Kenneth yeah, Bone for Halloween. That's the thing. That's like the one good thing that came out of the debates. It is. It's like, that's what it is. Oh, okay. He said on Twitter that he likes disposable cameras. He's a disposable camera guy. That's what oh Mr. Jackie said. God. That makes it even better. It makes it even better. Okay, my favorite thing I'm going to lose my voice again over yelling for Ken Bone. I know. My favorite thing about Kenneth Bone that I learned was that he actually wasn't supposed to wear the red sweater yesterday. (laughs) This red sweater. Let's get our Ken Bone conspiracy theories. Let's get it all out. So Ken Bone, of course, is making the media circuit today because it's just funny. I, I, I... Honestly, don't get to like see like viral things as soon as they happen. Right, but as soon as I was watching that, I'm like, this can't just be me. And yeah. then to find out it's not just you, and everybody sees the exact same guy, oh, in no. the same everybody. red sweater, and everybody's like, uh, Kenneth Bone, yeah, is awesome. But anyway, Kenneth Bone, I don't know if you've heard this, so the red sweater was not supposed to be his primary outfit. But on his way to the debates <laughs> that day, he was wearing his nice olive green suit. And uh, when he went to get into his car, he's uh, he said that he's uh, he didn't realize that he gained about thirty pounds, and he <laughs> split his pants right up wide open, so he had to change into another outfit. That was his backup outfit. That was, was the his red back, sweater. That was his Plan B outfit, <laughs> and the red sweater was his Plan B outfit. So who's to say if anyone would have known Kenneth Bone? Man, with that olive, uh, you know, if he was wearing the olive suit. But there it is mm-hmm. uh, in the uh, live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live. Okay, it looks like there are a couple of people who don't know who Ken Bone is. So maybe if you're listening, you don't know. At the debates, the uh, Clinton Trump debate last night, de- debate number two, it was a town hall situation. So they had some questions from the audience. You know, obviously pre-screen, Ken Bone was one of the people that asked the questions, and as soon as he asked, he became an internet phenomenon. Um, just, just because, just looking at the guy. I swear, I'm looking at this at, on every like the, all the like. You look up Ken Bone, the first thing. Um, 
CNN International, the headline is Ken Bone, the man who won the second presidential debate. <laughs> it is. It is. It's just just because. I mean, his question was about energy policy. It was such a boring question. Um, yeah. Well, it was a good question. I suppose. It was a good question for a debate thing, but the, the question had nothing to do with it. It was just him. It was just just Ken Bone. Mm. That was what it was. Maybe we can find his question. I can pull that up here. Uh Oh, I have it. Okay, do you? It says, uh, what steps will your energy policy take to meet our energy needs while at the same time remaining environmentally friendly and minimizing job layoffs? Yeah, that's a, that's a decent question. Ken Bone about uh, energy policy. Ken? Okay, here we go. One more question from Ken Bone about uh, energy policy. Ken? Take your what time, steps Ken. will your energy policy take to meet our energy needs while at the same time remaining environmentally friendly and minimizing job loss for fossil power plant workers. Mr. Trump, two minutes. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a great question. All right, it so is. Uh, that's a good question. But it's just looking at him, it didn't even matter. It did. It's amazing. It's Ken Bone. All right, so Ken Bone, so he was on uh, on CNN this morning, Carol, on Carol Costello's show. I'm sure that you watched that, Greg. Yep, I don't care. Oh, okay. Carol Costello's baddie. You might like her. She's unhinged. Why would I want? Why would one unhinged woman? No, I don't mean that in a bad way. Woman? No, I don't mean it in a bad no, I way. Mean I mean it. she loses track of what she's talking about. And is like, oh well, what anyway? Blah blah blah. I already like, do that. Why oops. would I want to watch somebody else do that? Okay, well, I'm saying you might, you might like. <laughs> well, I can see you two going out for drinks. So Ken Bone said on CNN this morning. He said, "I went from last night having seven Twitter followers." <laughs> Two of which were my grandmother, <laughs> to now having several hundred. <laughs> and I don't know why they care what I have to say, but I'm glad they're engaged in the political process. Are you kidding me, Ken Bone? Stop being more and more lovable. God damn it. Oh, man. That is that is awesome. Yes, uh, Ken Bone. This is, this is he's no conformist. He's the person a divided America needs right now. A man who brought some levity to the ludicrous. Uh, the only thing that's making America great again, uh, as it was put, was so sad and ashamed throughout the entire spectacle. But then Ken Bone rose like a phoenix from America's ashes, and there's laughter again. <laughs> I think that's just it. Like it's just <laughs> such a dark time for everybody, with with everybody for politically what's going on right now, and. Uh, yeah, you, then you just have this ray of light that's just a, a dude in a red sweater is that that good that uh, that that's what takes us out of it. Jenky does have a very good point. He's still undecided. That part's kind of confusing. To me, I but know. We don't have to get into that. Yeah, part. we're not getting into the undecided thing. Just let us be fucking happy for one second, Mr. Jenky. <laughs> Fun squasher. Don't you try to take Ken Bone away don't from us? Don't you take Ken Bone away? Ah. <sighs> I like Ken to think Bone. that Ken Bone isn't really undecided, but Ken Bone was like, dude, I got tickets to this debate and I have a, a disposable oh, camera I, would, I haven't used yet. I would say I'm I undecided. To, oh, for sure. Yeah. To get to go witness the shit show in person? Absolutely. I believe that Ken Bone just wants... You think he's working the system? I think he's working the system. And I he's think, got an ulterior motive. I think Ken Bone knows what he stands for. But Ken Bone is it's Ken Bone doing this for himself or for the people? Mm -hmm. well, I think he's one? doing it for the people. For the people. For everybody. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think that also... I think he's doing it for himself. What? What do you mean? I think Ken Bone's just living his life. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to go into this thing. I'm going to run mm. you know, run all over it. Yeah. This is what I'm going to do. Well, what I'm going to... Yeah, I'm just going to assume because I want to keep the love in my heart. I don't want to like focus on the undecided voter thing. Because okay, yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Nope. So we'll just say like, you know what he did decide? He decided to wear the best red sweater I've ever seen. Yeah. And he decided to warm the cockles of my cold black heart.
Cuckles of all of America's hearts. Yeah, so now all of America is asking, too, does Ken Bone have a significant other? Oh, man, I don't know. That question has not been answered yet. All right, so we'll I'll, see what we can I'll find out. I'll let you know as soon as I know. We'll get down to that. We'll see mm-hmm. if we can get Ken Bone on. It's going to be too hard now, though. Yesterday, we could have had him in here hosting. I know. But now, nope. I just like that Ken Bone says that his grandma has two Twitter accounts and they both follow him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and take a break and let's play our interview with Ahmed. So uh, Ahmed Barucha, he is really funny. You can look up a bunch of his stand-up online. Yeah, he's super cool. Yeah, really cool guy. Very funny. And he's been on Conan and Letterman and now he's... He's got it's kind of it's Ahmed's month. So this week on October 14th, and we talk about it here on the in the show, he's going to be on a Comedy Central show called The Half Hour and his album is coming out. And then later this month, he is uh, on a brand new show on Adult Swim. Yeah, it's going to be out. And then he's going on tour. So Ahmed is very, very cool. And uh, let's just go ahead and do this. We'll play our interview with him and then we'll be back here in a minute with more Fun Employment Radio. Let go. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. To Fun Employment Radio, we have a man who is having a huge week because on October 14th, not only is he going to be on the half hour on Comedy Central, but also has his debut album coming out on that day as well. It is Ahmed Barucha. Hello, Ahmed. Hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> Doing great. Thank you so much for calling in today. Yeah, man, what a huge week for you. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. I don't know what I'm going to do next week. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, was uh, and we're going to get in and talk about all those projects. And I want to ask you about your embassy tour that's coming up too. But was there something specific about October 14th that worked for you, or is it just this is how everything fell on fell on for that day? Uh, well, they really the Comedy Central decided to put the half hour out that day, uh-huh. so I also wanted to do the album at the same time, just nice. so it'd be kind of like a nice little pairing. Yeah, that's perfect. And when, how uh, long ago did you record your album? I mean, I know usually you have to wait a little while before you can actually get it released. Yeah, it was, uh, I believe, in, maybe like two or three months ago, and I've been kind of helping edit it. Uh, just like I did five shows and kind of picked d- different parts of different shows that I liked and edited it all together, so it took a little while. I'm kind of sick of hearing my own voice. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you do something like this, since this is your debut album, are you going to retire the jokes after you know after it finally does come out and people can hear them on the album? Uh, I think like slowly, yeah, like um, slowly replace them with new jokes. Probably won't do them. I won't do them on another album, so they're definitely retired album wise. But you know, still kind of use them when they're appropriate, and especially in like a live setting. Uh, but yeah, you, basically after an album, you want to try to generate a whole new hour so oh. i'll be trying to do that for the next few years <laughs> yeah right well tell us about this album you know Al- almond but duty that is the name of the album if i'm saying <laughs> it correctly like what's the story yeah, behind correct. that <laughs> so uh my name's ahmed barucha and a lot of people have a hard time saying that like, <laughs> uh so it's a mispronunciation of my name uh one person uh the album the almond the other word is actually a swear word so i don't think i could say it right I'm, oh, i don't know no you can't oh yeah you yeah, can. yeah oh okay uh someone actually once introduced me on stage as almond bird shit <laughs> are uh, you kidding so I was, me wow yeah i was tempted to call the album that but i didn't know if i don't know i decided not to leave bird shit in there <laughs> <laughs> wait that is one of the tracks though on on the album isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's the first, the first track. Just kind of explaining those those intros I've had. Oh my! Wow, God. I can only imagine the ones you get as you go around the country, probably because you. I'm sure you're on the road a lot, going to different places. Yeah, yeah, but going, that's what's kind of cool about uh, the half hour. And so it's kind of helped me 
get more road gigs so I could kind of work on the album, which was fun. Nice. Uh, yeah, it gave me some nice some legs on the road to to really ramp up to the album. Well, and you've had a lot of appearances other places too. We were just watching your Conan O'Brien, uh, one of your Conan O'Brien appearances uh, here just a little bit ago, which was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, that was so. Thank great. you. Yeah, that was really fun time. That was a dream come true. Oh yeah, I watched Conan since I was a kid, so it was really surreal. Oh, I bet. Like, how does that work when you go on there? Like, how do you decide what material you're going to do? Do they? Do you have to submit it to them, or do you just go on the? They're like, you got five minutes, do whatever you want. Yeah, there's a pretty long submission process with a lot of late night shows. There was a while where I was kind of going through like a process with the David Letterman show, uh, and that one is a little bit more like they would really kind of like give you notes on words and choice and like lines. Oh, wow. And Conan was a little bit more relaxed. They were a little bit more like hey, I like this joke. Maybe this joke's not right for our show. Uh, and so they kind of either say yes or no to certain jokes. So you, I would submit, uh, I submitted about eight minutes. And then from those eight minutes, they picked about the five minutes that they thought fit for their show. Interesting. So do you have to like end up reordering everything then? I mean, if they're taking out three minutes out of an eight-minute segment. Yeah, for Conan, it was they were pretty relaxed. Uh, he wasn't very aggressive about uh, which jokes to do and he just kind of said these are the ones he liked you can disagree if you want mm-hmm. and if you disagree let me know which ones and he like kind of let me actually last minute switch out a joke that i was kind of he was like if there's any jokes that you're just kind of feeling stronger about in this week because you know sometimes you tell a joke and after a while it stops being funny to you mm-hmm. right so he gave me the option of replacing a joke which uh was cool he let me switch out a joke pretty without a lot of hassle so that was awesome very cool. Yeah, that seems like something that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be a. Much- but yeah, not not all late night sets are like that. Like, lot, some people are a little bit more. They really want to know to the word what you're going to say. I would figure that's what I thought because I want. I bet they went didn't want anyone to you know like go off script and do something like wild and kooky and then be responsible. For it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you've got yeah, all that. Exactly. Yeah, um, you've got all that going well, on. Conan kind of likes oh. his guys to be a little bit weirder, so he so he gives them a little bit more free reign. That That's, makes sense, yeah, compared to some of the more, you know, I guess, I, w- I don't know what the right word would be, but the more rigid uh, late-night shows. Yeah, like Letterman, know, everyone wears a, would wear a suit, right? and it was those were awesome sets, too, but they're all very specific, and Conan's, I think, a little bit more gives you your personality uh, up there, rather than to fit in the certain thing. And I have noticed, like, watching, you know, comedy on, you know, all different kinds of platforms, and especially on late-night shows, like, comedians do seem like they are happiest and most relaxed when they are on Conan. And you can tell the difference. Like, they kind of look terrified as shit sometimes when you're watching, you know, like, yeah. on Letterman. <laughs> yeah, because like, oh it's usually their first time. <laughs> their first time doing a thing in the TV. And it's very different than, you know, we do all of our shows in bar rooms and theaters and things like that. But then you go to a TV taping where you're the first stand-up. You know, everything else has been interviews and celebrities and and segments, and then you're the first one to tell stand-up, which is different than what we do normally every day in our jobs, stand-ups on the road. Yeah, wow, yeah, completely cold audience that's there for, you know, whatever, and then also... Yeah. <laughs> They're there to see, where's yeah, Miley exactly. Cyrus? Who's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, for me, like, the interview before was, like, Dr. Phil. It was like, I've never <laughs> followed Dr. Phil before. You know? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've got all of this happening this month, but also this winter, you're going to be going on a U.S. embassy tour. I wanted to talk to you about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I know what USO oh, tours yeah. are, but what's an embassy tour? Like, is it just going to the embassies? Um, is... 
I guess I, it's my first time doing this. It's all, they're all in Saudi Arabia and I've never been wow. there. So I'm very interested to see how that goes. Uh, um, actually I had to sign something that was like about like, you know, if you bring narcotics into this country, like you can be punished by the death penalty. I was like, Whoa. Oh my God, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to like make sure that I don't even bring like aspirin in or anything. Like Seriously. that'd be the worst end to my career oh. <laughs> how long but, is uh, uh, so how, yeah, I, oh, I'm sorry please go ahead yeah no, it's about a week long and um, I, I'm not not too sure what I'm going to do I think there's a few US embassies in Saudi Arabia and they probably every once in a while bring through some entertainment to entertain the people that are there and want some some something to do uh, yeah which I'm sure there's there's not a lot of comedy in Saudi Arabia I think I've talked to other fellow comedians that perform there. It's usually uh, only like private shows, like for princes or or people in the U.S. Embassy. I don't think that there's comedy clubs there. Wow. So if you're there and a prince asks for a private show, would you do it? Oh, yeah. They pay a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done a show for just like a single person like that, for like a, a tiny, tiny audience? No. Oh, yeah, but not in a good way. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just no one showed up. <laughs> not, it wasn't planned that way. <laughs> well, still, that's going to be really exciting, you know, just to do something completely yeah, different like that. Yeah, I'm super excited. I love being able to travel for comedy. Yeah, right? I mean, and I assume you get to do that a lot as it is, but never, you know, not necessarily going to the Middle East for comedy. Yeah, I've been there once before to Bahrain, which is actually next to Saudi Arabia, but it's got a really different vibe. It's like more of a, it's the first city or the country, first country in the Middle East that uh, have legalized drinking. It's kind of a little bit more of like a party, uh, party area uh, and kind of more free, free spirited. Uh, and so Saudi's going to be a, a different experience, I think. Interesting. So Bahrain's kind of like the, for the Middle East, like the Las Vegas of the Middle East. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. If you were to say, I mean, <laughs> for that kind of comparison. That's probably the first time that has ever been said. Probably, probably yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's, that's, that's really awesome, too. I mean, it just sounds like things are going so well. And, I mean, you're really funny. I can't wait to hear the album. Um, you've also got... Oh, thank you. Uh, I wanted to bring it up, too, that you do have uh, the animated series on Adult Swim that's coming out. Uh, Dream Corp oh, LLC yeah, that you're a part of. Yeah, it's uh, actually most live action. There is a small animated part of it. Oh, gotcha. I'm not animated. Uh, I'm going to be a real person in You're it. You're a human? Uh, but hopefully next... <laughs> yeah, I'm a human in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I'm really excited about that. That's also airing next Sunday, uh, 23rd or 27th, whatever the Sunday is. It's airing that night uh, on 11.45. Wow. It's a 15-minute long show. Uh, and there's six episodes this season. Hopefully we get another season. It was amazing. It was uh, produced by Stephen Merchant and John Krasinski. Oh, and cool. the whole show is it fits on Adult Swim. It's just insane. <laughs> there's Gosh. a lot of crazy stuff every episode. Man. October is the month of Ahmed. Seriously. This is amazing. I know. I'm, I'm really worried about what December is going to be like. <laughs> gonna be going through withdrawal of like, no, nothing's happening. <laughs> Here I am. Well, Ahmed, what's the best place uh, for people to follow you online and see what you're going to be doing next? Uh, I, I'm on Facebook, Ahmed Comedy uh, is on that one. And then Twitter and Instagram, I'm Ahmed Barucha, my name, and also my website, AhmedBarucha.com. And Barucha is spelled... B-H-A-R-O-O-C-H-A. 
Gosh, she must have had to like phonetically spell your name like millions of times <laughs> yeah. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Forever. Yeah. Sometimes I mess it up. I know, it's like, nobody even has to ask. You're just like, right, and this is how it's spelled yeah. there. <laughs> well, Ahmed, thank you so much for calling in. This is awesome. Really appreciate it. And everybody, go get the album October 14th um, and check out the special and check out everything else Ahmed has going on. October is the month of Ahmed. We've declared that now. <laughs> and, Thanks, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, Ahmed. Bye. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Ahmed Barucha, right here on Fun Employment Radio. Look at you pronouncing everything right. Oh yeah, no, his I can get. Mm. It's phonetically, it all makes sense. It does. It absolutely does. Yeah, and I didn't get it. I can usually pronounce everybody's names fine. It's just if I think about it too much, then I'll mess it up. Because then I'll be like, oh wait a minute, wait, am I doing what am I doing wrong? Oh, like when we have like hurry on. Yeah, I know. I yeah. I don't know why. I know his name perfectly fine. We've mm. met him a million times. Like <laughs> he's great. But then every time, right before he, right before I say his name, I think, oh wait a minute, is it is it Ulo or Ulo? Oh God. Oh. Yeah. No, and that's exactly it, it because it looks like uh, it looks like Harry, and then like no, it's Hurry, and then like people. Well, Hurry Kondabolu. Yeah, yeah, Hurry Kondabolu, and then like people try to correct you, and I'm like, no, no, no. This, I swear we're saying it right. Like I've heard it from him. That's how you're supposed to say it. Well, it's fine. Either yes. way, Ahmed Barucha, though, no problem there. Yes. All right, should we do a little bit of World of Nah Crazy? Nah. Greg, you didn't know who to dress as for Halloween. Why don't you go as Ken Bone? I don't. No. Okay. Maybe, maybe that—that's possibility. That's a possibility. I'll put that. I kind of want to go as Lady Kenbone. <laughs> lady, <laughs> the lady version. I like to have multiple costumes. Why not? Okay. Oh, hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Oh, Greg. First up. So we've talked about this before, where people are creating things constantly for their animal friends. Like, we had a story, I think, a couple weeks ago where, uh, like, things such as dog and cat wine are being created. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, so they're being created so that you can enjoy, you know, a non, non-alcoholic, but it seems alcoholic, but it's not alcoholic. You're not giving your animal alcohol, but it just, like, comes in a bottle that looks like wine. Right. Um, so you can drink with your furry friends. Now, and we've t- had this before where Don't people you mean specialize. fur babies? No. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that term is so unnerving. Is that what you called butters, your fur baby? No, never. It's just unnerving when people say that. I know the intention is good, but oh, there's just something about it. Wow. All right, well, I've talked about these before. So this is a, a, a guy by the name of David Ty. Now, he's a scientist and cellist in the U.S. National Symphony Orchestra. Now, he's raised hundreds of thousands of dollars through crowdfunding for his album that he has created for cats. Specifically... How much money has he raised? Uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. We've had another story similar to this, but I don't think it was on this scale. Yes, he has raised hundreds of thousands of dollars and sold 10,000 copies of his record... Independently, that he has made for cats. So cats are the intended listening audience. Cats are the listening audience, and not only was he able to sell ten thousand copies of his record independently, he was then mm-hmm. offered a deal with Universal Music. Oh my! And his album, the aptly titled "Music for Cats," 
It's set with a release date of October 28th. Do we have any samples of this? Uh, I don't have any on me if you want to take a look. Okay, let me take a look here. It's called Music for Cats. Oh, yes, I do have something. Now, this is from their YouTube channel. It's called Music for Cats. All of the music cats have ever heard was created by humans for humans. From an age when they were worshipped as gods to a time when they're worshipped online, cats have had to listen to music they often didn't actually like. Until now. This is music for cats. Oh my god. For the first time, the world can hear music composed for animals that's verified by science. You're listening to it right now. How is this possible? By understanding and playing sounds that cats respond to, we elicit feline feelings. Most of our sense <laughs> of music comes feline. from the womb. We form an understanding I of rhythm from our I know, it didn't work, it didn't work. I was thinking about that, I'm like, no, that was... Cats establish theirs after birth through the sounds around them. Like birds chirping. By the way, this video is all cats staring at speakers and then... Suckling for milk. Ew, I don't want to hear suckling. Suckling for milk. Okay, well, anyway, that goes on for like several more minutes. uh, Mr. Ty, he said that the music was created based on his scientific theory. Was that him talking? I don't know. I'm not sure. Let's just assume that it was. Uh, that cats appreciate music through the sounds they hear as kittens, such as their mother's purr or birds chirping. <laughs> Mr. Ty says, uh, not all cats respond. One will go right over the speaker, one will just walk out of the room. I like the, the idea that critical taste applies to cats and their musical tastes as well. <laughs> I've seen videos where cats nuzzle up to speakers or even curl completely around them. Uh, very excitable cats are completely calmed, and formerly uh, feral cats tend to respond best. So the music is played at shelters, where Ty says it can cut down on the time it takes for a feral cat to interact with humans. Its communication is in the cat's language of acceptance and understanding and the comfort that goes along with it. He says, well, they don't have the brain structures for it. All mammals are ripe for music. So he said the possibilities are endless. Of course they are, especially for making hundreds of thousands of dollars. Why did this cost... Making cat music. Wait a minute, that's what I want to know. Why did this cost hundreds of thousands of dollars? It didn't cost that. That's what people were willing to pay to have cat music for their cats. So now we've learned in the past couple weeks, we've learned two things that we need to be marketing toward. We need to have uh, MacBook things, where they're like the Mac candles. Oh, yeah. Anything associated with that. Cat music. Cat music. And cat music. Red sweaters. Yes. And red sweaters. Yeah. Kimbone. Uh, and yes, he, uh, Mr. Ty says the possibilities are endless for more species-specific music for albums. Dogs and horses could also be in the cards. It is being noted in the live chat, and this gentleman is correct. Rick said, Greg, I remember you saying that dogs love your singing. That is true. I have been known to woo dogs and cats with my singing. There was a cat that a roommate had that was found like on the side of a road in the middle of nowhere, and uh, it was really scared of people, and it was scared of me until I started practicing and I was singing something and the cat immediately ran up to me and started purring and and rubbed on my arm. Wow. Because of my singing, brought it out of its its shelter, its scared existence. And uh, it saw the beauty of life again because of me. Or maybe you just completely scared it, like that was as scared as it's ever been and it just kind of gave up when it heard your singing. Whatever, either way, I still win. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was, you know. Yeah, that's so, cool. yeah, maybe I should team up with this guy. You know, I'm ripping on him. 
The hundreds of thousands of dollars should have been my first clue because now I'm interested. Maybe I can team yeah, up. Yeah, that's what I thought you would be. <clears throat> and I can I can provide, you know, some of the lyrics and we can spice this thing up a little bit. You can jam together. Yeah, we can jam it up. We can have a record sesh together. Yeah, yeah for the cats mm-hmm. and the dogs. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, next up at Oak Hill, West Virginia. Authorities in West Virginia say a homeowner was arrested on drug charges after deputies noticed a bright pink warning sign on the front door uh, directed towards snitches that might be approaching <laughs> their house. <laughs> so what, what did it say? It says it's a note warning against snitches. Okay. Talking about the business the that was happening Snitches get inside. stitches or something? Or? Yeah, so uh, the Fayette County Sheriff's Office, this is again in uh, West Virginia, responded uh, to an Oak Hill neighborhood to follow up on a report of joyriding. Uh, the sheriff's office said deputies of noticed joyriding. Joyriding is that still a thing? Quite what exactly? Honestly, I don't constant- think I know what joyriding is. <sighs> is it just driving around pointlessly, like what we I did guess, in high school? I guess. Like, or is joyriding like, you know, cutting cookies or something in the parking lot or whatever? Or I, I don't know. Oh, like doing donuts or whatever. Cutting cookies. Doing donuts, yes. Cutting cookies it's is what you're referring donuts. to. You don't cut a cookie. You cut a When's cookie. When's the last time you cut a cookie? You cut a cookie out from the dough. It's no. called cutting cookies because mm-hmm. it makes a circular That's cookie not shape. That's the way that cookies work. A donut has a hole in the middle, so it's not doing donuts. It's mm-hmm. cutting cookies. That's just how that works. Mm-hmm. But regardless... Um, I don't really know if that's joyriding or what joyriding would be. All right. Well, some sort of thing. I believe it says specifically that they were doing donuts. Okay. And that's what joyriding is. Cutting cookies. No, I don't know what that means. Ghost riding the whip. No. You don't know what that is, do you? Yes, I do. We talked about this Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. Uh, The sheriff's office said deputies noticed a sign on the resident's front door that appeared to imply the sale of drugs was happening inside of the house. The sign read as such, due to snitches... Everyone entering my home is subject to being searched. <laughs> All cell phones and drinks will be left outside. If you're not a snitch, it won't offend you if I search you. Wait, all cell phones and drinks? And drinks will be left outside. Do people hide... Well, I, I get the cell phone, but do people hide microphones in their drinks? Is I don't that, know. Okay. I don't know. It says uh, the sheriff's office said in a statement, this of course led deputies to the conclusion that drugs were most likely being sold from the residents. Deputies uh, questioned the home's residents and received permission to conduct a search, which turned up significant amounts of heroin, methamphetamine, and unidentified substances believed to be some sort of narcotics. Uh, The uh, homeowner, April Lynn Lavender, 38 years young, was arrested and charged with felony count of possession of controlled substance, blah, blah, blah. Christy Weiss, 22, was also arrested and charged with misdemeanor joyriding, which they still don't specify what that is. Uh, the sheriff's department released a statement saying, while well, drug investigations often require a great deal of time and effort, sometimes criminals with their stupidity make their jobs pretty easy. If someone posts a sign on their front door about snitches, it's a pretty safe bet that there might be some illegal drugs being sold out of the property. Okay, this is saying joyriding, uh, according to Wikipedia, is the action or practice of driving fast and dangerously in a stolen car for enjoyment. So the car is stolen. So why wouldn't it be... Like you're just charged. Grand Theft Auto or something. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also being pointed out in the chat that no one has ever said cutting cookies. I've never heard that. That is, that is the term. Multiple people are saying that they haven't heard cutting cookies. I grew up out in the country doing this. Yeah, you grew up in a town you, of like three people. So that's why like, like the three of you called it cutting cookies. No, it was called cutting cookies. That's just what it is. That's what we called it. 
I'm going to post, I think more people than me. We need to post some kind oh, of we'll a. We'll do a poll. Like all right, doing we'll donut, do a poll. Like doing donuts? Doing donuts? That doesn't even make any sense. You don't do donuts. Yeah, you do. You, you go to like an abandoned parking lot and do donuts in the parking lot. You don't. <sighs> the analogy doesn't even make sense. A, donuts have a hole in the middle. Doing donuts mean that you're doing like the. You're I, doing I know the what shape it means. I don't I'm think saying you do because you're still insisting you don't on this cutting cookies. Do donuts. Thing. You cut cookies, you don't do donuts. I swear, I never want to hear the phrase cutting cookies again. That's like the most irritating phrase. It's cutting cookies. That's what oh it is. Oh my God. That's what it's called. Yes, and see, doing donuts is something. But it doesn't make any sense. Of. You don't do donuts. Yes, you do. So, uh, yeah, our friend Mr. Janky in the chat says eventually Greg is going to run into the guy who told him that cutting cookies was a thing, and that guy is going to laugh and laugh and laugh. <laughs> Come down to Mammoth Independence, you say that. Oh wow! Okay, tough guy. All right, everyone's clicking. Yes, in their it's a boots. very tough guy move. Quicking I just did. In their boots. Ooh. All right, I'm finally do have fighting words, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go front y'all, your front lawn, cut some cookies. Yeah, that's that's what it is. It really isn't. <sighs> All right, our, doing our, donuts doesn't sound right. Our pal Keelan says that there are zero results for cutting cookies in Urban Dictionary. So there's absolutely that, that doesn't even exist. Yeah, you go and do donuts. However, in Urban Dictionary, oh look, doing donuts. The top definition, riding around in tight circles in a car, often resulting in circular tire marks on the pavement reminiscent of donuts. In your face! Nope. It says right here, other terms are making cookies, cutting cookies. That is another that term. Is not, I, show that to me. Send me that. Right link. here. Right here. Wikipedia. Oh, God. You probably just added that into I Wikipedia did not. Right I don't, I'm not that quick. Right there. Cutting cookies. Alternative and preferred term. Yeah, it says citation needed. I don't trust anything that doesn't have citation need that has citation needed. It's probably some other like hillbilly from Monmouth Independence is like, well, no, I call cutting cookies. That's what I always called it. I'm going to go put that on, the, on that Wikipedia page. That's how you talk. There are other people, if you look this up, there are other people who agree with me on this. All right, we'll, we'll put it up to a poll. All right, let's do it. Doing donuts or cutting cookies? Doing donuts. Finally. Ugh. Doesn't make any sense. Finally, there is a report of a man from Alabama who is now publicly speaking out that he deeply regrets during the feel the burn phrase that he got a Bernie Sanders tattoo on his penis. Oh. He's deeply regretting it. What? Young man by the name of Joshua Hughes, 28 years young, Alabama man Joshua Hughes, has now publicly come forward saying that he now regrets getting a Bernie Sanders tattoo on his penis. Does it say feel the burn? It says feel the uh, burn. Of course it does. And how does, what is... <clears throat> I don't even care if the story isn't true. It's on a multiple media. So even if it isn't true, let's just let's just pretend that it is for today. What do you think it's not? No, I think it is true because I did some research and it seems like it's true. But I'm really finding it hard to believe that someone could be as stupid. But then again, this, America's been surprising me lately. This seems to be in a lot of places. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Joshua uh, Hughes, 28, had the phrase "Feel the burn" tattooed on the side of his penis to show support for the former Democratic presidential candidate. Joshua Hughes said. It seemed like a good idea at the time. 
He wrote on Facebook. But with Bernie now uh, well and truly out of the race, I went through all that pain for nothing. He did try to post a picture of the Feel the Burn tattoo on his penis on Facebook, but it was removed for failing to meet the Facebook standards. I, I mean, A, there's nothing there. there's that nothing I ever add. feel strongly about enough that I'm going to get it tattooed on my penis. That's just not going to happen. Um, but what did he, what was he proving with this? I don't know. And I wouldn't think that like. Feel the burn? Would be something you yeah. would put on your. Yeah, that's, that's. That seems like a, a warning. Yeah. It seems like a warning of something I would not want anywhere near me. Yeah. So there you have it. So when it comes to politics, maybe don't get somebody or or love or life. You don't get someone's catchphrase tattooed on your nether regions. They teach their own. And then, my friends, is your world crazy? Crazy. Ugh. That's just unnerving thinking yeah. about that. No, I because I didn't think I'm like he can't. That's why I was saying it couldn't like, be no real, way. even though I'm like, he couldn't have possibly on his penis head feel the burn. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't even make it, like, that seems like an Onion article, but it's everywhere. Wow. And his, like, his name is out there. I wouldn't be surprised if there's somebody that, I mean, every year, look at how many people get tattoos of, uh, like, championships for their oh, favorite yeah. sports team before it happens. Well, the more easy accessible. There's already a like, guy that got a Cubs tattoo. Because there have already been, like, stupid people everywhere, and I think that it's just so much more easily accessible to see the stupid things and hear the stupid things people do because of the internet. Yeah. Like, uh, they've always existed. Now they just have a platform to show you all the dumb shit that they do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there's one guy that got a World Series uh, Chicago Cubs champions tattoo, and it says 1907-1908 and 2001, and then a blank space. So he's hoping they win in the next, well, I already said they're going to win this year, but uh, either this year or the next three years. Otherwise, he's out of luck. Well, they better win this year because uh, I have some Cubs oh, I said fans it was who are... Who are counting on you. I said it was going to happen. It's going to happen. Yep, that's it. All right, well, should we do a little bit of ball talk? I suppose so. We've got a little bit of balls here. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. I don't don't know if I liked that added in part you just did there. What? I don't know. I'm not sure about it. Sarah, are you a fan of uh, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse? Um, my parents are. Well, I mean, I've been there. It's okay. I don't really recall what I ate. I think it's like a steak place. It well, well since it is a steakhouse. It's called a steakhouse. <laughs> I forgot. I'm pretty sure that it's tacos only. Ruth's <laughs> Chris Steakhouse. A lot of confusion. A lot of angry people walking out of there. Um, but anyway. If you live in the Ann Arbor area, now is the time to go visit your local Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Because here's what happened. So the University of Michigan is playing quite well this year. The Wolverines. They took on Rutgers. Rutgers is not doing well. Every time I see anything about Rutgers, they're just getting destroyed. And Rutgers came into Michigan to play the the Wolverines. And before the game, the Ann Arbor Ruth's Chris Steakhouse had a promotional idea. They said that for every point that Michigan wins by, they will take a percent, uh, 1% discount off of your meal. So, like, say, if they won by 20 points, you get a 20% discount 
Oh, that's cool. Off a meal. Yeah. And they were going to be doing that for uh, t- until Thursday after the game. So for five days, you could go in and get that discount off of your meal. Pretty good deal. Problem is, Michigan, Michigan won by a lot. They won 78 to zero <laughs> against Rutgers. 78 to zero is how much Michigan won by, which meant that they were going to have to have a 78% discount on, on all meals, which obviously is not feasible if they want to stay in business. However, they did, they kept close to it and they issued a clarification saying, we'll do it up to 50%. So you can still go in and get half off of your meal. For five days. Wow. Until Thursday. Yeah, so it's still an awesome deal. No word on whether they're going to do that again next week. Yeah, I'm not thinking that's probably going to I don't happen. think Michigan's going to win by that much every week, but Rutgers is particularly bad. Mm-hmm. That's But right fun. now you can get it for 50% off. Excludes <laughs> alcohol. And you have to have it, uh, let's see, purchase of an entree required. So you have to buy something else and then you get 50% off of the, uh, of the bill. All right. Yep. I would do that. Yeah. Yeah, I would just because it's half off. They have steak there, right? No word on whether they have steak. Okay. So you would have to go in there to find that out for sure. Cool, it cool. doesn't actually specify mm-hmm. in that. Well, you don't want to put words has. into their mouth. I am not going to do that. There we go. Moving on to Ball Talk. We've got this, the NBA... Is going to be bringing sponsorship to their jerseys. Oh, it's not going to be. Th- I don't believe it's this year. Actually, I think it's next year. You know, year. it's coming. Well, yeah, no, it's already coming. I know. It's, it's it is. I happening. figure we're just always slowly crawling toward idiocracy, like everything that's happening, and like yeah, they're gonna, you know they're going to be sponsored by McDonald's. Well, yeah, there's a. It's open for each team to negotiate with who they want. Mm-hmm. So they're going to get a patch that'll show up on their jerseys starting next season, I believe. But uh, the Sacramento Kings already have theirs locked up. It's going to be Blue Diamond, the makers of uh, you know like the almonds, Blue Diamond almonds, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I do love almonds. Uh, so yeah, Blue Diamond is who will be sponsoring the Sacramento Kings. So if you go to a Sacramento Kings game, you can probably get free almonds. I don't know. Almonds are really expensive. Uh, I don't know, I'm an almond fan. I'm a. I like almonds too. Yeah, they've they've gone up in price. I mean, I like my I like me some good cashews. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, cashews are pretty good. Cashews cashews are the top. All right, I'm just I'm lying. They're delicious. Cashews are amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's why they're the top nut. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Cashews are the top nut. Okay. Moving on to ball talk. Toronto Blue Jays are going to be hosting Game 3. Well, they did host Game 3 of the American League Divisional Series. But one thing of note, so we did talk about this last week where they had the beer-throwing incident at their stadium. The guy who worked for the publication or whatever? Yes. Was it him? Well, they're still working on some of those details, but the Blue Jays will no longer uh, sell beer in cans. So the Blue Jays did win last night, so game four will be happening. And, I'm surprised uh, they still did sell beer in cans. Yeah, it's something the Blue Jays just got away with it for mm. years. Even though they have you know all these incidents of people throwing beer cans at babies and, and people on the field. Jesus. Uh, yeah, Toronto. Torontoans. Is that what you say? Torontoans? Is it Torontoites? I don't know. People from Toronto. I'm curious about that. 
I think it would just be people from, wouldn't they be like, yeah, I, I don't know. Toronto. I'm going to say it's Torontoans. <laughs> we'll see if we can get to the bottom of that. I really want to go to Toronto, by the way, so that's going to be part of this. <laughs> All right, moving on to Baltac. <clears throat> I want to go to Toledo. You want to go to Toledo? I've become obsessed with Toledo after I read Toledo, story Ohio? About... Yeah. Why? Because I read, I, I go to this website where you read like scary stories and there's this one, like. <laughs> what? Okay. It's just, I go to, you know, Reddit, right? Yes. So Reddit has this. Yes. I'm aware of Reddit. Okay. Well, some people aren't. I don't know. And there's a subreddit on Reddit, which I, over the few past few years, I've become obsessed with and I like to read it before I go to bed okay. called uh, No Sleep. And uh, basically what it is, it's horror stories written from the perspective that everything that is written on, in this subreddit is real. I will say this. It's a pretty cool site. It is. Yeah. It's awesome. And I, lo- I love reading it because it's like people's unique stories, which by so, the way, you told me to tell you when there's a good one. I found a good one the other day. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. the great thing about it, about no sleep is, yeah, everybody who comments, they can't say, oh, this story's fake. You have to play along with you it. You treat it as true. Yeah. Like even if it's ridiculous, like you talk to the like original poster, like, you know, as if this this incident actually happened to right. them. So it's kind it's, of it's fun. Pretty, it's pretty fun. It's fun because like they link, you know, like they'll they'll be like links to like pictures like this is what it looked like. This is what I found under my bed. This is what the outside of the house right. is. You know, Here's like where the ghost was. Or, exactly. Yeah. So it has like visual and like audio cues sometimes equals to so it's a lot of fun. Anyway, there was one about Toledo. Uh, it's called the Old West End in Toledo, which I ended up researching for like an hour last night because it looks like the coolest thing ever. It's one some like the oldest houses in the entire country, and it has uh, they're like all big and Victorian and haunted. And I totally want to go and see what Toledo looks like. Toledo of all places, Toledo. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've never heard Keelan, anybody ever who's say from that. Detroit says nobody wants to go to Toledo. People in Toledo didn't even want to be in Toledo. That's how bad <laughs> Toledo is. <laughs> Seriously, like I was trying to go to sleep last night and I just kept looking up uh, old West End houses in Toledo and then I was looking, I don't know why. That's just so strange to me. It was a good story. All right, well, attention listeners in Toledo. I'll come visit you if you live in the old West End. (laughs) Sarah wants to visit you. (laughs) Um, Which has absolutely nothing to do with sports or Toronto. They just kind of sound similar. Toledo. Uh, real quick in ball talk, the Toronto Blue Jays actually won yesterday, so that series against the Rangers is over. So they're oh, moving on. So when did the Cubs play again? The Cubs play, and Google uh, failed me on this, by the way. Google failed. The Cubs are playing tonight. Oh. Against the San Francisco Giants. <clears throat> if the Cubs win tonight, they move on in the series as well. Okay. Or move on to the uh, to the next to the next series. Um, all right. Oh, so you have a lot on the line for this one. I don't have a lot on the line for this one. They they have to win one of the next three games to okay. move on to the National League Championship Series. I still, I'm still i still saying Chicago Cubs will win the World Series. Okay. Before so we get done, though, any crazy <laughs> I am going to make a prediction. The Washington Nationals are going to be taking on the L.A. Dodgers... In mere moments. Oh, today. Today. Mere moments from now. That series will be happening. Okay. And let me tell you something, Sarah. Let me tell you who's going to win that game. Tell me, Greg. 
The L.A. Dodgers will win that game, and in honor of them, here is Dodgers Anthem. Yeah, Dodger Blue, baby. Hey, yo, Feli. How do you kill Featuring Ice Cube, Ty Dolla Sign, Tyga, DJ Feli Fell. I meant DJ Feli Fell once. I, it's like you're speaking a different language to me. DJ Feli Fell? Yeah, he's kind of an ass. Okay. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Oh my god, that's so bad. I can't even play that. I can't even do it. It had Ice Cube in it, so I thought maybe it would work, but no. Oh, that's just that's just sad. That just hurt. Yeah. I prefer like the the non-professional fan songs. No. I could make a better song than that. I mean, do you remember that song I made last week? We don't have time for that. Sarah, god dang it, I'm gonna mute you. No, you're just trying to rip off. No, that's coming from something. I'll figure out what it is. Oh, I, th- I no, I'm totally ripping it off from something. I can't remember what it's from. I will figure it out. You are ripping it off. That is not original. Yeah, I, I totally know what you mean. Yeah, you're taking that from something. It sounds like one of your Ween songs. No, it's not a like Ween song. Richard it's something Smoker. else. No. Moker. I'll figure it out. Anyway, that concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Dodgers will win. Oh, Greg, that's a bold statement. There we statement. go. Real bold statement, Greg. You know who else wins, Sarah? Who? Everyone that goes to Next oh Adventure. My God. Next Adventure is the fine sponsor of Fun Employment Radio. And you can go there right now on the corner of Stark and Grand, right here in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Go there. Not only do they have three stories of amazingness, of everything you would ever need for your outdoor... And unintimidating amazingness, too, because sometimes I get, like, nervous going into stores. I don't know if it's just me, but, I mean, like, you walk in and you want to look at things and you don't want to be accosted. You're not accosted. If you need help, you can find help. Yeah, and nice help. And nice help. And there's also, you know how much I love my, like, shopping for my discounted, like, like, gently used things? Mm -hmm. They have a full-on, like, bargain basement thing going on Yeah, there as well, where you can find, like, high-quality discounted items. pants. Anything. Shoes. Anything you can think winter of. winter is coming, my friends, and it's also going to get wet and sloppy out there, so might as well get some protection. Uh, I don't know if that's the right way to say that one. But anyway, um, yes, it is going to get wet and sloppy out there. Make it sure is. you get your protection by going to Next Adventure, where you can you can shop right there. You can also do it online, nextadventure.net. Nextadventure.net, new website. Nextadventure.net, right there. Go there, check out the website, or just stop by the store right here on Stark and Grand. Get your protection from being wet and sloppy. All right. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. If you live in Toledo, go ahead and what is send this us Toledo a message. Thing? I don't know. I'm kind of obsessed right now. Why a Toledo I don't know. of all I places? I don't know because I didn't realize. I mean, admittedly, I've never been to Toledo, so I can't say one way or another. I mean, not that I would mind going if to Toledo. If you lived it's... in Toledo, let me know your experiences about Toledo. I mean, of the list of places I would like to visit, it's not the highest. Maybe because you don't know enough about it. Maybe, maybe it is. That could be it. Maybe it is. I mean, maybe you're just uneducated about the magic of Toledo. <laughs> yeah, you may be right about that. Mm-hmm. All right, so send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. In the live chat right now, someone has photoshopped my head onto uh, Ken Bone's body. Oh, lucky. <laughs> 
Oh, you just need a little, you need little spectacles. I need the mustache. Shaved All right, Keelan says, I've been to Toledo. It blows. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of the butt of a lot of jokes. Won't know until I see it. All right. We're heading to Toledo on the road. <laughs> All right. Fun Employment Radio goes to Toledo. Thanks so much, everybody. Big thank you to Ahmed Barucha. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Bye, friends. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. <laughs>